Well, we are going to continue our series. I promise you we get back into the Word today. And we are in a series called Yes. Everybody say yes. yes. Come on, one more time. Yes. Yes. Yes is a word. It's a biblical word. And uh, it's a word of agreement. It's a position of agreement with God. So be it. Let it be so. Yes, Lord, I agree with what you're saying. Uh, I am on board. I am going along with you. It's a biblical attitude of believing and declaring. So be it. Lord, as you say, so it is. The angel came to Mary uh, some time ago and told her, you are going to have the Son of God. Mary, uh, it was hard for her to believe. Who? Me? I'm going to have the Son of God? But in the end, she said, as you say, Lord, let it be so, simply because you spoke it. Jesus told Peter and some of his friends on a boat one day, he said, I know you've been out all night. I know you're a professional fisherman and you've caught a lot of fish over your lifetime. You've been all, out all night and it's a little dried up here and you're ready to go in. But I'm telling you, cast your net on the other side of the boat and you'll get a harvest. Lord, uh, you're a carpenter. Uh, you've healed some people. Uh, you've opened some blind eyes. You've even cast out some demons. Uh, but you're not a fisherman. I'm a fisherman. I know how to fish. But... Nevertheless, at your word, yes, so be it. Let it be so. Let it be so. One of the things that holds us up sometimes from saying yes to the Lord is we're afraid. We're afraid to fail. We're afraid to fall. We're afraid that we really didn't hear from the Lord. Anybody ever been in a place where you want to move forward, but I got to make sure it's God? Did I really hear from him? Yes. Okay, Lord. Uh, you know, I'm going to put this fleece out here and make all of the ground around it wet, but keep the fleece dry. If you do that, I'll know, God, that you're speaking and telling me to take this job or to go to this school or to marry this person. And so you wake up and it's as he said everything is wet except for the fleece and you say yeah lord okay that's good i think i know but just let me one more time oh god uh, i'm going to put it out one more time and this time let the ground be dry and let the you ever been there where you just don't know for sure but you want to hear from god because we're afraid that it may not be the lord well, God is telling us this morning, I am with you. I've written my laws on your heart. And should you turn to the left or the right, you, God is saying, have to trust me. I will not let you fail. I will not let you get out of my will so much until you don't know where I am. Your arms are too short to box with God. Come on. The Olympics are going on right now, and it reminded me of a story of the Beijing Olympics. There was a young lady, a 16-year-old named Sean Johnson, who won two silver medals in gymnastics. Uh, one she won with the women's gymnastic team, and one for the all-around gymnastics. She was the women's champion. And they asked her a question. They said, Sean, how uh, did you get here? How did you make it here? What was your journey like? What's your thought process? And she said simply that gymnastics is about one thing. It's about falling. Gymnastics is about falling. Sometimes it's scary. Sometimes it's embarrassing. And sometimes it hurts. But you have to do it over and over again if you're going to be successful. If you are afraid to fall, you'll never get better. Why am I in the Olympics? Why am I successful 
because I'm not afraid to fall. Some of us as Christians, we're afraid to move forward because we're afraid to fall. But I want you to know that falling is part of it. God said that the overcomer will sit with me in my throne room. How can you overcome if there's nothing in front of you to fall over? Come on. How can you get back up? The Bible says a righteous man falls seven times, but he gets back up every time. It's about falling and it's about getting up. Amen. We're going to talk this morning about saying yes. We, we have a couple things, uh, a few different uh, subjects uh, under the yes umbrella. Uh, last time we started out and we talked about yes, yes to favor, okay? And then this morning we're going to talk a little bit about yes to uh, breakthrough, okay? And then we're going to finish up talking about yes to promises, yes to the promises of God. We talked about saying yes to his favor last time. This morning we're going to talk a little bit about yes to breakthrough. This word breakthrough is an interesting word. It's a biblical word. It's a word that is sometimes overused. It's a word sometimes that is not defined. Uh, but in the end, it is a biblical word. If you have your Bibles this morning or a way to get to Scripture, turn to Micah chapter 2. Micah is a book in the Old Testament right before Habakkuk. That you, Some probably say, well, that doesn't really help me much. Uh, Think about Jonah, Amos, come on, Daniel. Certainly you can find Daniel and then go forward a few books and you'll find Micah. We're going to look at Micah chapter 2 and we're going to talk about this word here, breakthrough, because I think that some of us really need a breakthrough. Come on, we need to break through. Some of us are stuck and we need a breakthrough. Micah, uh, if you can find that, uh, Micah. Chapter 2, we're going to look at uh, verse number 13, okay? Micah chapter 2, verse 13 says this. It says, the one, and when it says the one, we're talking about Christ. Christo, Christ, the anointed one. The one who breaks open will come before them. They will break out, pass through the gate, and go out by it. In other words, Christ, he has what I call a breaker anointing. He will go before us and he will break through. Come on. And then we fall right in behind him and we get to reap the benefits of what he's broken through. We can go right through that thing. Go through the gate. Go out by it. Their king. Come on. Our king will pass before them with the Lord at their head. Their king will pass before them with the Lord at their head. What is our job? Is our job to come up against the wall and get our shoulder ready and to run at it as fast as we can and to break through? Some of us think it is. We want to give people a piece of our mind. We want to yell and scream. We want to get righteously indignant. And we want to get with our righteous anger and say things and do things in the name of the Lord and quote scripture and do all of these things when we really need to realize that we need to line up with the king who has the breaker anointing, get right behind him, hear what he's saying by the rhema word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the what? 
word of God, the rhema word of God, line up behind him. And as he breaks through, because listen, there is no wall, there is no obstacle that can stop Christ. He has the breaker anointing. There's no obstacle that can stop him from breaking through. And so when he breaks through, we line up right behind him. We go right behind him and we reap the benefit of the breakthrough. Come on. Let's define what we're talking about. This, this word breakthrough comes from a word mishbar, the Hebrew word. And it really, talk, it really comes from a word mishah, which is, it means anointing. It means Messiah. That's why I say he has the breaker anointing. He has the breaker anointing. But listen, for you, it's a place of new birth. Come on. A place of new beginnings. A place of breaking forth with sudden force. To make a break from a restraining condition. Something that's holding you in the same place. Here's what I want to tell you about breakthrough. Breakthrough is not something that you do and then you relax. You break the thing. I break this thing and then I sit down and say, ooh, I broke. You broke something but you didn't break through. Breakthrough means going forward. Breakthrough means I'm restrained but now I'm somewhere where I wasn't. It's a new beginning. Come on. You break through and you go forward. So if you're stuck, if you're in the same place and things break all around you and all of a sudden I can breathe and I can relax and I feel good, that's a great respite for you, but you have not broken through. When you break through, you move forward. You move forward. God wants you to break through with him. Jesus was talking to Peter, and he told him, he said, Peter, you have a revelation, and upon this rock, upon this revelation, I will build my church, and the gates of hell cannot stand against it. Now, we must understand that when he told Peter that, when he said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell cannot stand against it, he I'm building my church to be in these four and we're going to have great services here and we're going to have some great singing and we're going to have some preaching and we're going to have some prayer and we're going to stay in these four walls and when hell tries to come against us, it won't get in. That's not what Jesus was saying when he was talking to Peter. He was saying, we're going to have some services, we're going to have some equipping time, we're going to have some corporate worship time, but that's only the time at the gas station where we can get fueled up. Because now when the breakthrough comes, we're going out. And the gates of hell are trying to protect what belongs to God. It's trying to protect those who are sinners. Come on. And God wants to convert. It's trying to protect some blessings that the enemy has stolen from you. And as a church, we're going to get on a roll and we're going to break through. And the gates of hell cannot stand against us. Come on. We're a rolling 18-wheeler coming down the highway. I wish the devil would get in front of it. I wish he would try to stop me. That's the mindset that we have to have. But Christians sometimes, we shrink back. And we think, oh Lord, just protect me. The devil is coming in and he's having his way. He's wreaking havoc. He's doing, Lord, just help me. I'm so sad. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody but you, Jesus. And Jesus is saying, get out. It's time to get up. Stop mourning yesterday. Yesterday. 
My servant Moses, and in this instance, I'm, I'm, it's representing yesterday. My servant Moses is dead. Yesterday was great. There were some great things that happened in the past. But my servant Moses is dead. Stop grieving. Get up and let's move forward. And as I break through, you come right behind me and we'll go forth. Some of us need a breakthrough. Come on. This concept is an offensive move, saints. That carries beyond a defensive line in warfare. We got to get up and do something. We just can't wait. Come on, for the blessings to come down on us. And now what am I telling you? I'm not telling you that, listen, if you're in some financial trouble that you just sit on the couch and all of a sudden you wake up and there will be a couple extra thousand dollars in your bank account. Although I'm open, God will do it. Come on, he'll do it. But I'm telling you, he wants you to get up. God is not looking to just give you a one-time blessing. Come on, I know you're in trouble now. I'll give you a one-time blessing. No, God is, is wants to equip you. He wants the dove to be with you. Come on. That dove needs to rest on us like it did on Jesus. That as we go forward, every time we're breaking through, every time there's an issue, the dove is with us. The Holy Spirit is with us. It's not a one-time blessing. Come on. The old saying, and I believe it's biblical as well, you give a man a fish, he won't be hungry today. But if you teach him to fish, he'll never be hungry. That's what God wants for us. I want to give you my Holy Spirit. Get up off the couch. Don't be afraid to fall. Let's move forward. We need a breakthrough. You're trying to make a decision. You're sitting there. You're wondering. Years go by. Still haven't made a decision. And God's saying, I've moved on now. I'm on to new decisions. Anybody ever been there? Some of you are in a place right now, it may be because of the atmosphere of our world. Maybe it's the political climate. Maybe it's because of terrorism that you see around the world. Maybe it's because of the immorality that you see even in our country. And you're not sure where we're going. You have an opportunity before you, but you're not sure. You have some doubt. Should I invest here? Should I start a business? Should I change careers? Should I get married? Uh, do I, I need a financial release. Come on. And I believe that God is saying now is a, as great a time as any in the history of the world. Uh, don't go by the circumstances and what you see. Don't look around and let your eyes and the enemy tell you something other than what God is saying. There's no greater time than to be alive than right here, right now. Because God's blessing is here and now. The manna is for today. Don't try to eat yesterday's manna. Come on. Because it's got the canker worm in it. Come on. He's got today. And don't look for tomorrow's manna. Some people keep waiting. It'll be better tomorrow. It'll be better. He has manna for you right here, right now, today. Your break now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Here, now, today. I believe that God has a breaker anointing here in this place even today for a financial release. Come on. Business prospering through breakthrough, healing, recovery. I'm not just pulling things out of the air. This would be a nice area to have a breakthrough in. These are scriptural. These are biblical things where God wants to take us. Come on. He wants us to have a breakthrough. And I believe today he wants us to have a decision breakthrough. 
You're deciding on something. You're going here or there. God wants you to break through. I know that we want to make sure that God is speaking to us. I've been in this situation before. My wife's been in this situation. We've talked a lot about it where you just don't know, should I go for it? I don't want it to be me, but I want it to be God. I remember when, when we got married and uh, before we were married and uh, we were dating and we were, we were talking and, you know, I, I, I was praying and I was just at a time in my life where I was seeking God. It was, a, it was a new time. It was a place of new birth and new beginning for me, even in my life at that time. And I just wanted whatever God wanted for my life. I had all these ideas before, and I said, you know what, Lord, I'm laying all of this aside, and whatever you want, that's the way that I'm going. And the Lord brought uh, Dietra into my life, and uh, we began to talk. And we were talking one day, and then she said, uh, she doesn't even remember this, but she said, how did you know uh, that you wanted to marry me? We were driving in the car, and uh, I said, I just know, I just know. She said, well, didn't God speak to you? Didn't, uh, didn't the Lord speak to you and tell you definitively that I was the one? And I said, well, uh, kind of, you know. <gasps> oh, no. Some of you might say, oh, no, what do you mean? We, you need to, listen, some of you guys sit back and y'all wait for the cloud to form an arrow in the sky, go this way. Come on. I want to tell you, God doesn't speak to us like he did in the Old Testament anymore. You know, it's not going to be a burning bush if you're looking for it. Come on. There's not going to be a big booming voice from the sky because he has poured his spirit out on all flesh. He has filled you with his spirit. He has written his law on your heart. And God wants you to get to know him. He wants you to know him like he knows you. And when you know somebody that well, come on, you can walk right in lockstep with them. You can know their modus operandi. You can know how they operate. Come on, now I'm not telling you not to pray. I'm not telling you not to ever wait on God. Come on, I'm not saying that. But what I'm telling you is sometimes we sit back and we wait so long and God is like, you know me. You know me in this area. Come on. You don't need to pray so long and hard about this. Should I be over here this late at midnight with this girl watching a movie and we're not married? You don't need to pray about that. Come on. That's just something you know. And there's a lot of other areas in our life that are just like that. Maybe not as obvious. Come on. But there's a lot of areas in our life where we think, oh, I better go and I better get before the Lord. I better find some sackcloth and ashes and uh, I better put on some worship music and uh, I better see what the Lord would say when he says, I've given you my word and there's not, there is no more sure word of prophecy. Come on. You waiting for the prophet to come? The prophet is here. Jesus is here ready to speak to you. And what God was telling you this morning is all you need to do is say yes to break through. You need to say yes to it. I'm ready to break through. Here's, here's what it means to me, and here's what it should mean to you. Breakthrough. Here is a, here's a down-to-earth definition for you and I. To destroy by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Come on, the Holy Spirit. Any and all obstacles. What obstacles are hindering your progress right now? Any obstacles that hinder your progress. To, now here's the word. Please get this word. Don't skip over this word. To advance. To advance. To go forward. Not to sit and look and see what's going on. To advance beyond 
previous limitations. I don't know if you remember, I, I told a story, I just, it's vivid in my mind because it's one of those times in my life that I could just never forget. You know, it's, it's something that happened to me and uh, I just, I can't forget it. And it's when I was in the army, I, I know I've told this story before, and it was a time where I had to run and grab my rucksack and it weighed 150 pounds and I weighed 145 pounds and I had to grab it and I had to run up to my bunk and it was up on the third floor. And in my mind, I was thinking, there's no way, Eldon, no way I can do this. And that man started yelling and saying all kind of things that you can't say in the pulpit. And I'm tell you what, buddy, I, Robert, I ran. I grabbed that thing up and I was on my bunk before I knew it. I didn't know what happened. And I was lifting up something that weighed more than me. You never know what you can do until you're in the position to do it. Now, that's in the world. What do you think with the Holy Spirit in you? Someone told me this morning, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Not only, and I'm not adding to Scripture. I would never do that. But if I, if I, could, if I could just have liberty, not only is greater is he that's in the world than he that's in you, but greater is he, greater is he that's in you that's, than he that's in the world. Greater is he that's in you than anything, not just he that's in the world, Anything that's in the world, any limitation, any wall, come on, any blockage, right? Anything. Greater is he that's in you than anything else. <laughs> come on. That's in the universe. Come on. You can do it. Get up. You can do it. You can identify obstacles. Here, here's, let's, let me tell you, this is how you can identify if you're in a place where you need breakthrough. You come in to worship service this morning. But your mind is on your credit card bills. Come on. But your mind is on your child because they're not doing well in school. Your mind is on your schoolwork, on a test that I got coming up. Your mind is on your marital problems. Come on. Your mind is on your relationship problems. Your mind is on everything else but what it should be focused on. Now, to, to a lot of us, it's, well, that's, that's what's on my mind. I can't help it. I want to tell you this morning, you can help it. You can help it. Paul said in Philippians chapter 4, be anxious for nothing. And what he was really was saying was, you need to say, stop being anxious. I'm going to get these emotions under control. I am going to believe the word of God. I am going to say yes because I have the one who has the breaker anointing. I have a savior. Come on. I have a deliverer. I have a healer. I have an overcomer. I have the greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world on my side. I have his DNA. I have his spirit. Come on. I have his name. That's not what I do, but that's who I am. And you need to realize that every problem that you have will not live as long as you. Come on. Every problem will not live as long as you. The thing that you think is so big today, two weeks from now will be something different. And that thing will be gone. You don't even remember you had that problem. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. Come on. You will outlive all of your problems. We just need to get a perspective and say, I have a savior. I have a provider. I have a deliverer. The enemy would want you to live a lie. And God wants you to break out of what is really a lie. 
He wants you to break through. He wants you to make some decisions. Come on. I want you to know that today. In fact, let me just go over to 1 Samuel. This is a scripture that's just, uh, just coming to me. It's not part of the, uh, of the thing this morning. Uh, we'll continue this next week, but I, 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 this is the Lord. I believe that the Lord wants you to know something. 1 Samuel. Go to 1 Samuel chapter 16. Uh, if you can find that, go to 1 Samuel, Samuel chapter 16. I'm going to read this out of the uh, New King James Version. And I believe, listen, before we read this, I believe this is a word from the Lord. It's not a word from me. This is not something I studied and wanted to put together to make some points off of. This God spoke this this morning, and I believe that he is speaking this to you and to I. 1 Samuel chapter 16 I'm looking at verses 12 and 13. Well, really, just this part of verse 12, uh, it says this. says, so he sent and brought him in. Now, this is when um, Samuel's going down. He's going to anoint David king, okay? He's a, he looked at all the other ones, but now he, see, he finds David. He, his eyes rest on the one that God wants him to anoint. And it says, now he was ready, come on, with bright eyes and good-looking, And the Lord says, and this is what he is speaking to you right now. Arise, anoint him, for this is the one. 1 Samuel 16, verse 12. He told Samuel, arise, anoint him, for this is the one. This is what God is telling you this morning. You are the one. I am anointing you with a breaker anointing this morning because you are the one. You might look in the mirror and say, well, Lord, I'm a little ready. I've messed up a little bit. I can't really talk clearly. I don't, I've not memorized very much scripture. I'm not a great prayer. God is saying, I didn't ask you all that. I didn't ask you what you could do. I didn't ask you what your qualifications were. I didn't ask you how you've fallen short. I didn't ask you what great things that you've done. All I'm telling you this morning is that you are the one and you have a breaker anointing. And you are going to break through this morning.